we're going to talk today about um, this opened and closed response idea. It's been around okay. a long time, but basically it gets down to empathy. And it's a powerful tool that we as humans should be using, and we don't. We don't use it enough. Mm. And it's something that everybody needs or wants more of. And as adults, if we need it, we have to imagine that our kids do too, mm. right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Lost Art of Parenting, a podcast all about helping educate, entertain, and encourage you in all things parenting. We want to help you understand what you're doing and why, so that you can increase the odds of raising children who are prepared for life while enjoying your job as a parent and enjoying your children along the way. My name is Jesse Merrill. I'll be your host, but we cannot do this without the one, the only, Kim Cross. Hello, everybody, and thanks for being here. So excited to be here. We had... Uh, we've had some interesting conversations, so I'm excited to see what you're throwing at me today. <laughs> Our last one was pretty intense, but this one is, um, I'll call it middle of the road, but it's, it's constructive. It's really, constructive. it's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about? Well, before I get into it, I thought we'd ask some questions of each other because okay. I think these are universal questions that everybody can relate to. Okay. So have you ever had a conversation with somebody and felt like they weren't listening? Absolutely. Okay. Is that like on a daily basis? Uh, maybe not daily, but. Often? Regularly. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have some highly productive people that I work with regularly that doesn't always feel like they're always they're going. paying attention. Have you ever felt like what you're going through is even harder because nobody seems to care or understand? 100%. Yeah. It's a, it's a universal thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, ever shared your thoughts or concerns with somebody and they end the conversation very quickly? Yes. Like they're either avoiding, they don't want to deal with it. Yeah, it's or like too much whatever. for them and they, they just can't, so they nope out. Or maybe they don't care. Yeah. Right? Can be one that. of the two. And the other question was, have you ever wanted somebody just to listen to you? They don't need to fix the problem. You're not asking for them to do anything. You just want somebody to empathize and feel your pain. This is the thing that guys struggle with the most is because that's what we want to do is fix and yeah. change. And yeah. Do. But you also have times where you want yeah. someone to hear you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about um, this opened and closed response idea. It's been around okay. a long time, but basically it gets down to empathy and it's a powerful tool that we as humans should be using. And we don't, we don't use it enough. Mm. And it's something that everybody needs or wants more of. And as adults, if we need it, we have to imagine that our kids do too, mm. right? And we forget that our kids need empathy. We're so quick to, well, go clean your room, get your homework done, do this, do that. And we are not providing them the empathy they need, and it's having an impact on everybody. Okay, so let's <clears throat> define some terms. What are closed yeah, what is response? An open response? Yeah, like what's a closed response? Okay, so it's usually a negative thing that implies that we're done talking. So we give a response. I'm going to get, we're going to have some examples here in a minute where somebody comes to us, says something, and we give a closed response that basically ends the conversation, says, I'm not acknowledging your underlying thoughts or feelings or need for further discussion. And it, sh it basically shuts it down. Mm. And a closed response doesn't give anybody else the opportunity to ask questions, to learn more about the situation, to understand their feelings. Maybe they have some strong needs or mm -hmm. concerns. 
But that opportunity is never presented because the one person just shuts her down, right? And the receiver of this doesn't feel heard, they don't feel cared about, and it actually damages relationships. I could see this being a common use in boss and uh, worker. worker situations or C-suite versus non-C-suite members where it's just sort of like, give me the information, okay, great, bye. It's very objective. Yes, which it's like, for work, that's not inherently a bad way to operate because you're about productivity and time and management, but. Right. We're talking about relationships here, right? Specifically, you know, probably parenting ones, but just relationships in general. Yeah. For parents and children, they're trying to learn. They're trying to cope. They're trying to mature. They're trying to understand. There's a lot that they're going through and in marriages as well, right? Mm. So any kind of family dynamics where you have closed responses to things, you're shutting things down and people don't feel loved, heard, seen, valued. Um, it, it can be very destructive. So okay. I created some examples okay. for us. And I'm, so, I'm looking at this script that I have. Yes. Let me put my short. acting my acting hat on. <laughs> you're going to be the parent, Jesse, which is very uh, interesting because you're not a parent I yet. I am not a parent. And my kids are grown, grown and flown, so I'm going to be the kid. Okay. Okay. So you I'm going to be the, you get to be the child. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ready? My first, my first statement to you is, you can't make me. Oh, yes, I can. Okay, that is a very closed response, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Um, see how clean, clean my room is, Dad? It's about time. That's more yeah. passive aggressive, but yeah. also closed, right? Ouch, right? Um, Dad, the kids next door won't play with me. Then find someone else. Yeah, it, there's no room for right. seeking information, understanding, empathy, nothing, right? A couple more. I want you to come with me. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to hold my hand. I don't care what you want. <laughs> I don't like this food. Eat it anyways. And I don't need to wear a jacket. You'll freeze to death. <laughs> so this is just an exchange of information where nobody feels, again, heard, seen, cared about, empathized. There's no discussion. There's no inquiry. There's no empathy. There's nothing. It's just, it feels really empty and yeah. and really harsh. So if closed responses are this kind of lack of empathy and tend to be more probably better suited for business dealings than for relationships. <laughs> Correct. Talk to me about what an open response would okay. would be. So our response that's open is it's positive. It acknowledges the person's feelings, maybe their fears. And it often gives the the idea that, hey, we need to talk about this further. Mm. This is an exchange of not just information, but other things. It demonstrates that you're supporting, you're caring. Um, you have an attitude where you're sort of sharing that power with each other between the parent and the child. And there is a mutual respect of feelings. This is a big deal. And also a, a mutual respect of self-worth. Mm. Somebody's not worth more than another like the parent over the right. child, and we feel their pain. We're letting them know, wow, I want to understand more. I'd like to hear more if that's appropriate. And I, I get what you're going through. It's kind of that old active listening. You know, they, they feel heard. You're reflecting back, that kind of thing. But basically what an open response says is, hey, I really understand what you're saying, and I understand what you're feeling. Mm. And they, they feel much better about it. So I have some examples of open responses. Okay. Okay. Can I be the kid this time? <clears throat> you can. Okay. <laughs> you can't make me. Wow. You feel like I'm forcing you. That's kind of a statement and a question, isn't mm. it? It leaves it open. Yeah. It gives them the opportunity to say, well, no, that's not what I feel or. 
And yeah, this, you're and right. This is how I feel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. See how clean my room is. You sound very pleased with it. The kids next door won't play with me. Oh, it sounds like that they don't like you or you feel like they don't like you. So this is a, this is where the kid goes. Yeah. And we'll talk about what to do with that later. Right. Yes. Okay. I want you to come with me. Oh, so you're afraid of going alone. I don't want you to hold my hand. So you think you can do it by yourself. I don't like this food. (laughs) You don't like the taste or the texture. I don't need your help. So you're able to do it without me. So you're kind of putting words in their mouth, but asking a question at the same time, because this is a little trick that I do with parents. You can guess at their emotion. And if you're wrong, they'll correct you. If you're correct, it opens the floodgates. Mm. So we're going to revisit that. But basically empathy and listening are two things as we as parents need to do more often and take the time to do. We are in a culture that's moving very quickly, right? We're busy. We're often in a hurry. And so we're cutting things off in a very efficient, objective manner like we would at work that we're doing in the home. And it's really causing a lot of problems. Empathy will diffuse emotions and open up their hearts and our and their minds and ours to a more calm, meaningful dialogue. So if you're shutting it down short term, you're actually shutting it down long term too. But if you take some time to invest in it short term, you don't have to keep reinvesting long term because you're addressing the deeper issue and the feelings behind it instead of deal with it, too bad, suck it up, buttercup kind of a response, right? And that guess at the emotion, I'm telling you, Jesse, this is one of the more powerful tools I've ever used. If a kid looks sad or frustrated or disappointed or embarrassed or fill in the blank, whatever it is, and you guess and you say, wow, you look really sad. They'll say, no, I'm embarrassed. They'll correct you. And mm. and now the floodgates of conversation open. Right. If you're if you're correct, they'll go, yeah. And now you can talk about it. Yeah. But it just sort of opens that door. And I think it's a it's a very simple thing to do, but it's highly powerful. Yeah, and what I'm really hearing from you is that this idea of listening and whether it's being heard or doing more engaging listening of saying, I, I did hear you, I'm not Or asking a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um is the the ideal. I mean, it's like there's that old expression, you know, God gave us one mouth and two ears, we should be listening twice as much as we're talking, right? Correct. And a lot of people don't get that correct, especially these days. But right, um, right. And in a culture of information overload, where we are more reliant on technology, we've got so much coming at us. I mean, I remember memorizing fifteen phone numbers in my head. I can mm. hardly remember my own now because we're just inundated, right. right? And so we have less connection with people. So it means we have less practice. We're not getting any better at this. Um, We need to connect with one another face-to-face personally more than ever. And listening starts this process. So we, we, I I think about the book of James, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Mm. That's a biblical verse that still holds so much weight today. We've got to slow down. We've got to listen. And we need to remember it's quality over quantity. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. So one of the things I tell my, my parents and sometimes professionals that I work with that um, are in sales or other things in business, I always tell them, be interested, not interesting. Mm. 
Find out about the other person. Ask questions. See how they're going. Don't talk just about yourself. Um, Ask these open-ended questions. Ask about um, repeating back. Did I hear you correctly on that? Uh, Reflect back what you heard or or maybe flush out something that's not real clear to you because assumptions we know are dangerous, right? Right. And the last quote here I have down is, not until the bad comes out can the good come in. If a child is upset, if they're afraid, if they're angry, if they're confused, if they're feeling shut down, alone, disregarded, whatever it is, you can't pour in enough good until you process what's already in there, the bad. Give them an opportunity to express that, to cry it out, to be upset, to just talk about it. Because otherwise, th- there's no room for the good yet. Absolutely. Well, Kim, I hear you're getting busier and busier. I mean, trying to even get time to record these things is starting to get a little complicated <laughs> with crazy. our schedules. But people have the words out that you're helping families you know, repair and strengthen their relationships. I mean, it's called rethink parenting, but you kind of do a lot more than just parenting coaching, right? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's really broadening the horizons of what I initially set out to do, but it's, it's a beautiful thing because so many things work in tandem with Mm. each other and are connected, but yeah, I'm getting more and more referrals, which means that my clients want their friends to have what they want wanted what they have yeah and what they have now um they have a family that's healthy that's respectful that's calm that's consistent that's working together as a team they're more loving um relationships are improving their communication's getting more effective and i'm also branching out quite a bit now in fact it's a huge piece of what i do which is working with kids with add and parents who have kids with add and then healing marriages and teaching character building there's so much that's not going on or that's being underlined undermined rather in our culture today um, that parents need help with. So it, it's getting broader and broader, but I, I love what I do. Well, and I think it's important for people to understand that I think it can feel like I've had, you know, maybe a problem with insert whatever, whether it's parenting or any other things that you talk about, you're able to help people with. I've had it for so long. There's no way she can help me at this point, right? Like I'm too, I'm too far gone to, to make any difference by coming and seeing you. And it's too I, late. I would say that's probably not true, right? Yeah, correct. Um, <clears throat> I get people all the time that have been to other people that help them or they've tried every podcast, every book, every whatever, but there's nothing like coming in and talking about it, f- putting it out on the table. And because I've done this for so long, I don't, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I've probably heard it or dealt with it before or will find a way. And there are a lot of things that just because they've been in place for a long time as a problem or a challenge or an issue, um, we can find a new way to improve it or maybe even resolve it. Absolutely. Yeah. Always well, hope. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure if you have any of the issues that Kim has talked about on any of the previous podcasts or on today's where you just want some coaching on how to be more open in your responses or any of the other things, um, just visit rethinkparenting.com or give her a call and schedule your appointment today. It can make a world of difference even with just one session. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next time here on the Rethink Parenting Podcast. 